You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. Welcome to this episode of the Business of Practice podcast, where we focus on the business and human sides of equine veterinary medicine. In this episode, we're going to talk to Dr. Carolyn Todd about real-life resilience in practice. I'm your host, Kim Brown, editor of Equimanagement. The Business of Practice podcast is brought to you in 2023 by Care Credit. Dr. Todd is a BVMS and an MRCVS. She is originally from Scotland and graduated from Glasgow University Veterinary School. She took an internship, then became an associate veterinarian with Ferguson and Associates in Ocala, Florida. Dr. Todd went on to be a sole veterinarian for a vet thoroughbred training and breeding farm in Ocala. In 2009, Dr. Todd moved to Palm City and purchased Harbor Ridge Equine with her husband, Dr. Edgardo Falana, DVM. Since then, she has been providing advanced lameness diagnostics, treatments, and innovative therapies to help her patients compete at the highest level. Dr. Falana has special interests in equine reproduction, advanced dentistry, dermatology, ophthalmology, preventive care, and emergency medicine. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Todd. Thank you for having me. Well, I am really excited for people to hear the podcast today, not just because they get a an ex- break from my Southern accent and hear something prettier, but because you and your husband have faced this labor shortage dilemma that's going on in the equine veterinary industry firsthand, and you worked through the issues, maybe with a little bit of panic in, in, in the middle, but you found a solution. And I love the fact that you said we came out stronger on the other side and I understand it wasn't an easy process, but you did succeed. We did. We did. Um, so 2022 was a really rough year for us. Um, I'm British. So what I liken it to is when the Queen called 1992 her Annis Bliss. She had some really <laughs> terrible things happen in her family. And that year culminated with Windsor Castle burning down. So that was a terrible year for her. And we kind of felt the same about 2022. Fortunately, nothing burned down, but certainly through the year, we felt like it was. So we um, we moved to Palm City in 2010, the end of 29, beginning of 2010. And gradually over the next 12 years, our practice grew. So by the start of 2022, we were a four doctor practice. Everybody's rocking, we're busy. Um, great support staff, just, you know, everything was in a really good place. Um, and like lots of other practices, um, we had one associate leave to be closer to her family, and we had another associate leave to go to small animal practice. So by August of 2022, we found ourselves being just my husband and I um, with the caseload of uh, four vet, four veterinarians, um, so that it it was terrifying, um, <laughs> we were afraid the whole thing was going to crumble. We just couldn't. I mean, it it was worse than we could ever imagine. And you know, we had adverts out there, and we're just getting no traction, and nobody's applying, and. We were afraid we'd never find anybody to share the caseload. And um, we were, we had worked so hard to build this, so hard. And all of a sudden, like, there just weren't enough hours in the day. So it was a, it was a rough, it was a rough year. 
And tell us a little bit about what you went through during that time. How did you cope during that year of handling, like you said, a four vet caseload with two vets, even though you had good support staff, that which which was great. But I mean, how did you cope? I mean, there are a lot of veterinarians going through this right now. They cannot find, they've got the caseload. They cannot find the veterinarians. So um, I would say that in the in the short term, we leveraged what we had. So we decided that we were, you know, we were going to ride with two technicians each. So we were two veterinarians and six. We were the now two veterinarians and six support staff. So we rode with two technicians each. We became super good. Our office became super good about scheduling efficiently, about, you know, making sure the clients were expecting us. I mean, we became a really well-oiled lean machine, <laughs> um, which which was great because we were able to support the caseload. Um, it was a little wild and a little crazy. Um, <laughs> but it, our whole team really pulled together. Everybody everybody chipped in and we, we, we really got there. So, um, and during that time, we we obviously my husband and I were married so for us to be able to leave or take any time off you know we really had to think about how how are we going to do this um so we did a couple of things um one thing we did was we found a relief veterinarian um she is a board certified surgeon and she has come in every other month for a week and she is fabulous and she comes and basically just takes the reins while we're gone so that helped immensely the other thing we did was we reached out to a local emergency and equine emergency service and we're fortunate in our area that we have a veterinarian that that's what she does so she agreed to take a little of our call for us so that helped immensely as well and so you know in the short term we we decided that we we needed those things but and when when we became just two veterinarians we really dug deep to determine what was important for my husband and I personally you know what what it almost seemed like an opportunity to craft the life that we wanted like we'd been we'd been on this hamster wheel for so long and we found ourselves back to being the two of us and it was a really hard time for us um, but what we knew was that we we love equine practice and we love our practice and we love our team because it's really easy to say, screw this, we're going to do small animal or work for Banfield or, you know, it's very easy to catastrophize and just be like, this is terrible. But we we knew that we we love equine practice. We love our team. But in order for us to keep doing what we're doing. And continuing equine practice, we needed to set some some rules, and um, and one rule was that we were going to find a way to do one night a week on call and one weekend a month on call. That was our long term goal. Is that needed to happen for us to stay in equine practice where we are? And the other thing that was a little bit audacious, but it was important to us, was for us to try and take a week off together every month. So 
we with, with the help of our relief vet we we managed to get there it wasn't quite once a month one week a month in the beginning but it certainly was better than what we had and and we committed all of what was really important to us to this bible and i carried this purple book i have it here i carried my little purple book around and i wrote we wrote down what was important and all of our decisions going forward were based upon us being able to be on call one night a week one weekend a month and take a week off a month so everything we did going forward decision making was based upon that so yeah the business of practice podcast is brought to you by care credit care credit keeps equine veterinarians at the heart of care by providing horse owners with simple budget-friendly financing options by bridging the gap between cost and care care credit supports healthy financial relationships between veterinarians and their clients it can help them move forward with care a horse needs whenever and wherever it's needed that was a great idea i mean did how did you come up with that? I mean, um, so when it was all crumbling, and um, we 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 do have a business coach, and I I met with her, and she was like, "You guys, you know, you really just need to figure out what's important for you, and you gotta write it down and stick to it." And we wrote it down and we stuck to it. Oh, that's great! And now the now the secret: how did you find help? What does your practice look like today? I think just when we decided that we could manage just the two of us with the relief fed, and I, I don't want to say it was divine intervention, but I think that we had we had had an ad out there, and just when we were thinking like we can maybe we can make this work, just the two of us with all of our support staff and the relief fed, like maybe right then we got two applications from capable, experienced equine veterinarians um, that both really fit with the culture and the ethos of our practice. Um, And one of them joined us in November and the other joined us in January. but we literally had resigned ourselves to the fact that we might just be the two of us. Um, and we just, I, I don't know, if, I don't know if it's luck. Um, I, I don't know why. Um, we do have a fairly solid compensation package. Um, we were very creative in terms of schedule if anybody wanted a different schedule we were very open to that so we were definitely open-minded about the different schedule we also had done a fairly robust price increase last year to allow us to compensate the veterinarians as much as possible well that's good so why do you feel that one thing that that Dr. Todd said before we actually started recording the interview was she felt like their their team was stronger coming out of this than going in. What do you mean by that? Um, so we now have four capable, happy veterinarians. We're grossing more than last year. So remember, when all of this kind of went a little bad, we downsized some. We we 
we shed some clients that people would consider D-list clients, you know, people that um, didn't necessarily do all of the routine care. They just called us for emergencies, all that type. So, you know, we had we had actually downsized in terms of our clients just because we couldn't handle that stuff. Um, so now we've got four capable, happy veterinarians grossing more than last year with a happy, energized team. And my husband and I are pretty much taking a week off every month. Sometimes it's five days, but we're, we're really sticking, sticking to it. Um, so, yeah, I would say to any, you know, trust the process, embrace the change for us. What came out the other side was just our practice is so much stronger than it was before. Um, and I will say to anybody out there, don't be afraid to reach out for help. And um, that help could be a business coach. Um, but in all honesty, last year was really hard for us. And a good friend pointed me in the direction of um, psychology today to find a licensed therapist. And that was something that I wouldn't have ever embraced necessarily before. And I don't think it is the reason we came out the other side, but it really, really helped. So um, it was a tough time. And I think that that definitely helped me. Well, I, I think that's a great piece of advice is there's nothing wrong with seeking professionals who can give you tools to work through situations. Yeah, no, and it really, it really helped. And, our, you know, our business, our business coach absolutely helped. Um, I'm also a member of a decade one group that helped. That's how we found our relief fit. So, you know, networking and asking for help. Um, the veterinary community is very small. The equine veterinary community is really small, but everybody is generally supportive and willing to help. Well, that's good. Is there anything else? I mean, this is this really was a happy ending, even though it was a you, you went through your own personal pandemic, I think. But so is any other advice that that you would offer to veterinarians who are having a hard time trying to decide if they want to stay in veterinary equine veterinary medicine, trying to find help, just feeling overwhelmed? Um, I would say um. You know, don't be don't be afraid to consider something different. Don't be afraid to consider a relief fit or somebody part time or using an outside emergency service. And um, don't be afraid that your clients won't accept that person. Um, you know, the good clients will absolutely stick around. Um, and our our clients now want to know when our relief fit's coming back because she's a board certified surgeon and she can do some things we can't do. So our clients are like, oh, hey, when when's she coming back? So I and we never thought that that would be a feature. We always thought that the clients were so bonded to us that we couldn't have somebody else take emergencies once in a while or have a relief fit and. The reality is that your good clients are going to be very happy that you take a little time for yourself because in the long term, we really need to take care of ourselves if we're going to continue being happy, capable, good equine veterinarians. Well, I don't know anything else that I could think to add to that because that is such a 
Great statement. So thank you very much, Dr. Todd, for joining me today on the Business of Practice podcast. Thank you very much for having me. And I wish you and your husband lots of success, and I hope you get all seven days off this month. But <laughs> And we want to thank all of our audience for joining us for the Business of Practice, and a big thanks to our sponsor, Care Credit, for letting us have these conversations. We invite you to visit Equimanagement or your favorite podcast network to hear all the episodes of the Business of Practice. And if you have any questions or suggestions, send an email to me at kbrown, that's the letter K Brown, at equinenetwork.com. Thanks for joining us. 